All right, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> okay, let's just. All right, it is Sunday, May sixteenth. Do not adjust your dials. We are back. This is the popular vote with Melissa and James. It's your favorite sometimes weekly podcast where we sometimes discuss politics and <laughs> pop culture when I'm not being a flake. But Melissa, more importantly, how are you? You know, I'm doing great. I'm so glad we're reunited for this episode. We've got a lot to catch up on, a lot of things to talk about. And I feel like so much of what we have in store for today's episode is kind of like a blast from the past, you know? Oh, get ready. I want everyone to buckle up in their DeLorean because we are going back to the future. <laughs> and how are you doing, James? I'm good. Well, full disclosure, I'm currently on steroids. So if I seem a little ragey, um, it's because I'm on prednisone and I got some shot of steroids. I have no idea what they shot me up with, but they shot me up with steroids due to a skin condition that looks like measles, but I don't think it is because I have the measles vaccine. That's a whole other conversation though. Other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you a very speedy recovery. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and my body, uh, uh, you know, grab a ticket and get in line with the rest. So uh, <laughs> perfect. Well, you, okay. So I recently started watching the show. You are almost done with the third and correct me if I'm wrong, final season of correct. Shrill on Hulu starring A.D. Bryant and some other amazing people. What do you think? I really enjoyed the first few seasons, but I haven't finished the series yet, and you're very close to finishing it. Season three, I think, is my favorite season so far. And it, okay. uh, sadly, it's the last season. You are correct. Mm. Uh, I think Aidy Bryan is so – her character on that show is so entertaining and so relatable and likable in many different ways. Um, and, yeah, I mean, for those not familiar with the show, it just Aidy Bryant is – a single woman in her twenties dating trash men, um, and has a pretty great friend group and kind of a terrible boss. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, that situation. Uh, but it's funny. It's lighthearted. Uh, I laughed out loud a few times during the third season. So I highly recommend it. It's a good watch. What do you think about it? Absolutely. No, I agree. Incredibly relatable. And I love like that there are like randomly really awesome people on the cast. Like yeah. her parents played by Daniel Stern, one of the Home Alone villains, <laughs> and uh, former SNL castmate uh, Julia Sweeney, mm -hmm. way back in the day, blast from the past, yep. um, who I think the last thing I ever heard Julia Sweeney doing was the character Pat. Do you remember Pat? Oh, yes. Oh, Which yes. I don't think could be done today. I, you know, I today's standards would not allow that sketch to happen. They made Definitely. a movie. I I don't think I saw it, but I <laughs> well, do know about it. Well, a lot of people didn't it. see it either, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's fantastic. Great people in it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm on season two, um, so I have some catching up to do, but I'm I'm enjoying it. So, anyways, if you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. Watch it. You'll enjoy mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Especially if you like trash men. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to other TV items, we had predicted this was coming. So this is mm -hmm. not, I mean, we are the Jonathan Edwards, um, Sylvia Brown, Miss Cleo, call it what you want at Long Island medium of TV psychics. Mm -hmm. And we saw that Ellen was not Ellen shelf life. Let me put it this way. She, her shelf life was dwindling. Uh, yes. Yes. 
And so she recently announced that she was out. She's going to finish up this year, do one more season and be done. Correct. Yes. Uh, and I think the upcoming season is her 20th season. So I guess it's nice to end on a even number, mm-hmm. but you know, here are my thoughts about this. I feel sorry for the crew that will be losing a paycheck totally, but also happy for them that they won't have to put up with a awful work environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope a lot of them go on to do amazing things. But the other thing is, I think had Ellen been able to put her own ego aside, she probably could have salvaged the situation. But instead, she didn't really own up to a whole lot. She like blamed her producers for the hostile work environment. And her ratings just tanked. And so I feel like the network had no choice but to cancel her show. And I'm glad to see it, honestly. I think we're all over it, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if Ellen does anything in the future. But I think it's time. What do you think about it? Oh, I I completely agree, and and I think I read a um, an interesting piece, and I it was it echoed a lot of sentiments that I had talked about her previously. Is that like she's kind of not with the times anymore? I mean, mm. obviously, like yes, there are the toxic work environment issues. There's her being mean. There's her whole hypocrisy of be kind, but then being nasty to people. I mean, mm-hmm. like if you read some of the stuff that she did to people allegedly, mm-hmm. it's really bad. Like it's oh, not. Yeah. And it's not like just like bad producers around her. It's her. Mm-hmm. And like just awful things. Like awful. But beyond all of that, I mean, she kind of put herself in this box of how like – I read this article about how like she was like back in what, 2003 when her show launched, 2003, 2004, that she was kind of like like – you know, it was really positive for LGBT representation on TV because she was this like friendly lesbian um, and how just having representation isn't enough anymore, especially for like millennials and Gen Z, like, like just like, that's not enough anymore to make us be like, Oh, she's great. You know, like there has to be more depth than that. Mm -hmm. And saying be kind when it doesn't match up with private conduct is not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Even public conduct on her show, all the pranks she played on mm-hmm. people, that was not kind. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they were funny, but sometimes you could just tell that person was so uncomfortable and so unhappy. And yeah. One yeah. only has to remember our favorite interview on <laughs> of all time. So one of my questions <laughs> for you is, is there anyone you'd like to see take over that daytime TV spot as the host of a new talk show? There's only one person, in my opinion, and that's Dakota Johnson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Griffith's daughter, Dakota Johnson. <laughs> Her interview with Ellen was just extraordinary. Extraordinary. It was it was one of the best things ever. I think we need to start a petition like one of those like that goes yes. to the White House and yes. the White House has to respond to like make Dakota Johnson the new talk show of Ellen's talk show. <laughs> and the premise of Dakota Johnson's talk show is just to bring on like insufferable people who deserve <laughs> an awkward interview in which Dakota just calls them out. That's I would watch an hour of that every single day. And I want I want Tig Nataro to do stand up every Friday <laughs> because that's Dakota's favorite comedian, not Ellen Tig yep. Nataro. Yep. <laughs> Who, by the way, Tig Nataro is hilarious if you've never seen her. I'm a huge fan of hers. One Mississippi on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, great TV show. Yeah. And talk about an amazing lesbian. Okay. Yes. Yes. She is a lesbian, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So is there any anyone else other than Dakota Johnson? I mean, really? I've I've heard rumors that Kristen Bell is being considered, which the amount of oversharing that's gonna happen <laughs> about her husband, her kids still wearing diapers when they're five years old. Like I just I don't I don't care. I don't need to hear it. I don't care. And I find it I find the amount of oversharing to be inauthentic, even though it's like forced authenticism. Right. I agree. Which I find phony. Yeah, I agree. Um I also don't want to hear about her husband relapsing again. And I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone else on my mind uh, for this show is Chris Jenner. And I say this because on the most recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, one of them brought up to Chris her failed daytime talk show. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Chris Jenner's like, failed my ass. I was just filling in for someone. <laughs> So maybe we could see a resurgence of the Chris show or, you know, whether it's for a short period of time because she's filling in or maybe that will be her spot in the future. I don't know. I, I you know what? I, I think she'd be a good I love Chris Jenner. You know that. Oh, we recently oh. did a Chris Jenner appreciation post on the Instagram, <laughs> uh, uh, Instagram page. I mean, I have dressed up as Chris Jenner multiple times, so I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Um, perfect. Okay. Well, moving on to other people who also overshare sometimes on social media. Um, and she is really being called out right now is John Legend's wife, model, food blogger, author, Twitter, celebrity, Chrissy Teigen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she, correct me if I'm wrong, is being raked over the coals for basically bullying and not just like writing mean tweets, but like sliding into this girl's DMs, what, over 10 years ago? Yeah. Courtney Stodden, who does, unless you read Perez Hilton or other trash celebrity blogs, what, 12 years ago now, you probably don't remember Courtney Stodden, but she was marrying what? 45, 50 year old D list actor, Doug Hutchison or Hutchinson, yes. right? Yes. And yes. she was very extra. She kind of reminded me of Anna Nicole Smith kind of, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was 16. He was 51. Mm-hmm. And like her mom approved of the marriage, which is just bizarre. <laughs> they met because she attended like an online acting course from him and it was just – it was a bizarre relationship. So many, like, paparazzi photos of them out and about. It was just – it was weird. It was weird. But I always felt for Courtney because she's 16, right? Mm -hmm. Like, her – a lot of people in her life really failed her. Mm. And it's – I feel like it's it's hard to make fun of her or slide into her DMs and tell her to kill herself – when she's 16 and like it, you can't blame her for that situation, you know? Right. Because you have, you have a man who's 51 who, um, I, I think that if you are 51 and you're dating a 16 year old, there's an element of power imbalance there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what went on, so I don't know the exact details, but I'm going to use the P word. It appears, I'm not saying that it was, but it appears that it was predatory in my, oh, opinion, in yeah. my opinion. If you're going after minors, to me, that's, yeah. that's an awful thing. And I will say this also, and I'm not going to name names, but I know people who when I was 16, 17, and 18 that were in relationships with men that were much older than them and they were mm -hmm. women. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's not okay. And it still happens. Yeah. And it's completely inappropriate. Mm -hmm. um, 
but anyways, so no, I think, do you think Chrissy Teigen's canceled? You know, I've never been a huge fan of Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't keep up with her. And sometimes I think she's overly criticized at times, but you would think someone who is so outspoken about online harassment, you know, would, would not be doing that same thing behind closed doors. Um, and what she did to Courtney, it, it's it's beyond just like mean tweets. It's like bad. You said. Like it's right. like kill yourself, right? And I, I understand like back in 2011, whenever this happened, things were different. Right. But to to actively DM someone that, I mean, right. that's, a, that's a different level. And I saw that her uh, like cookware line at Target was pulled and they don't plan on doing a partnership with the future. So I don't know. Maybe she is canceled. What do you think? Well, I just hope she doesn't have any more cravings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> for this kind of conduct. <laughs> so, if you don't know, her book was called Cravings, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I own it. I do own it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't know if she's canceled, but she's certainly on ice. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes people are just like, "We're just going to park you over here, mm-hmm. and we'll see what you do." I mean, I don't think she's going to be like on. I doubt she'll be on like Watch What Happens Live anytime soon. Oh yeah. Or yeah. like, didn't the, didn't she host like lip sync battle? Like, I would imagine yeah. those things are all like all of her projects are probably on ice. I don't think she's Army Hammer level canceled yet, but she is on thin ice. I just hope that we do see her on Dakota Johnson's new talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to start a petition for Dakota Johnson to get her own talk show. Uh, yeah, that's like not her vibe. That's not her brand, but. No. We can still put it out there in the universe. I agree. Have you ever seen, so her mom was in this amazing 1980s movie called Working Girl. Have you seen Working Girl? I have, yeah. Okay. I want Dakota Johnson on one of her first talk shows to to critique her mother's hair, makeup, and outfits (laughs) from Working Girl because the fashions in that movie are, Uh first of all, the amount of lingerie worn that's not sexy. The most unsexy lingerie you will ever see in your entire life is in that movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think, uh, I need to Google it. I'll Google it. It's bad. Sigourney Weaver, amazing in it. Joan Cusack, amazing. A sexy young Alec Baldwin, pre-Hilaria. Yeah. Or Hillary or whatever the fuck we're calling her now. Um, so I really want like, I want Dakota Johnson's like commentary on the Mm -hmm. movie Working Girl. Mm -hmm. Fair, right? Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So... Moving on, we now that we've gone back in time to the 80s, we're going to fast forward about 20 years, and we are going to talk about the return of, I would say, like, the first couple that we, I think, first celebrity couple that, like, merged names, and that's the return of Benifer, Jennifer Lopez, and Ben Affleck. They've apparently been, apparently been hanging out together post- Jennifer Lopez breakup. Do you buy any of this? This is a PR stunt. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> This is not real. <laughs> but they're allegedly hanging out. They went on vacation together. They're having a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you think that she like brought her engagement ring that Ben gave her and was like, hey, remember when you gave this to me? Like, Do you think that they, they like bring that up or they're, they're just starting fresh and new? 
Well, there was something I read somewhere that like she still has that tacky ass pink. Yeah. Remember that pink engagement? It's so fucking tacky. It's the tackiest engagement ring I've ever seen in my life. And this is from someone who will never get proposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the tackiest engagement ring, which I kind of love. Like, because to me, when I think about like, like that sort of like hot pink engagement ring, like that's mm-hmm. so 2003, 2004, right? Yes. That's yes. So, that's so like, that's so like Von Dutch trucker hat. Oh my gosh. Um, Ed Hardy by Christian Audige, like, like um, the jeans with the appliques, like all of that shit. Like, Ugh. like I'm, I'm having flashbacks to it all. So I hope she like wears it out in public. Cause think about the, think about the shit storm that would start. You know, but this I, is clearly a PR stunt. Y- yeah. And uh, one other thing we've gone way too far with the Y2K trend. We don't need to bring Minifer back. Okay. <laughs> Kids are having like 2000s parties now. I can't. Right? Like I lived through it. Like it's I don't need to go back in time and relive that. I I do not either. It was not a good time for fashion. It was a not a good time for hair. It was a great time for Paris Hilton, but yes. that's it. Um it was. And I also want to say um I, you know, I remember Benifer. I remember the music video, um, you know, Jenny from the Block and, you know, yeah. all the stuff. And and I will say this. I wasn't as tuned into that relationship as I should have been in hindsight. And I was thinking about it while I was on my walk this morning to get coffee. I thought, you know, the reason why I wasn't that into Benifer was because I was too concerned with, at the time in 2003, 2004, staying in the closet and clearing my family's <laughs> um, computer internet browser. Oh, yeah. I can understand how that would take priority. <laughs> I mean, I just had other things going on in my mind. Right, Benifer. yeah. But I do remember the pink engagement ring. I just remember, oh gosh, that was a whirlwind. And, you know, I was watching a show and they were walking through all of JLo's relationships. Girl needs to slow down. Like she, <laughs> you know, broke up with Ben and then she like married Mark Anthony like six months later and then she like divorced Mark Anthony and then she was like, she, girl moves quickly. Okay. And I, I wonder if, Benifer is going to sizzle out quickly or if there's going to be another engagement in three months, because that's her timeline. That's her timeline. I've heard that she wanted to rebound with something high profile quickly to, because apparently now I've never seen the Bravo show Southern charm. I don't watch, like I know about the housewives, Mm -hmm. but then there's all these other shows on Bravo that like, I've never even heard of until I've never watched. I've never heard of Southern charm. Never watched it. Never heard of it. Summer house. Never watched it. Never heard of it. Um, like I just, they, I know that they exist, but I don't mm-hmm. know anything about them and I don't really care to know anything about them, but I know some people do enjoy them. Yeah. But apparently there was a really trashy person who was on Southern charm, which I think is about Charleston, right? Maybe. Yeah. I don't watch it either. Um, but like was connected to a rod. And right. so she wanted to like, basically like, just like JLo is trying to like quickly, like move on and, basically act like, hey, look, I'm going to date this A-list star. But do you think Ben Affleck is still A-list? I think he is. Okay. And this is great for him, right? Because it he broke up with that Anna, whatever her name is. Anna de Armas. And it's kind of a rebranding for him because now everyone's remembering how great he was in the early 2000s. And I think it's both. it's great for both parties. Do I think it's real? Absolutely not. But also, do I think they would like get engaged just for the publicity? Yes, I do. 
Yes. And I think, I think they are friends. And I, it sounds like I've seen interviews with JLo over the years. I think that her and Ben remained friends post mm-hmm. breakup. Right. I mean, I think that they've always kind of been friends and kept in touch. So I think that they both know what they're doing. Oh yeah. They both know what they're doing. This is not real, but I'm, it's this, I think this will last through summer. I think this will be a, uh, basically a Memorial day. I think by labor day, this will be done, but yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. And there may be an engagement. <laughs> I'm having a great time. So, <laughs> you know, that's really all that matters, Melissa. <laughs> so, next up, I want to talk about because I have some opinions on this, and I'm sure you do too. This past week, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, is that her name, the CDC director? There's so many like cast of characters in public health yeah, that I can't I don't keep know. them straight. Yeah. But the new CDC lady, um, who seems like a nice person, um, said that if you are fully vaccinated, correct me if I'm wrong, Melissa, if you are fully vaccinated, that the CDC now says you don't need to wear a mask indoors because the vaccines are so effective based on the science that they have. However, if you are not vaccinated, you should continue to wear a mask indoors. Correct? Correct. But well, with you're the, still with at the, the exception yeah. of mm-hmm. businesses that want you to wear a mask. Correct. And like yeah. City states, city yeah. states, they can still have those. Like, like the CDC is just setting out mm-hmm. guidance. It's private business, city and states that will make the determination of what's appropriate for right. those localities. And right. So what do you think about this? If you were to draw a Venn diagram of people that cannot wait to walk around a grocery store without a mask and a Venn diagram of people that are not vaccinated, it's a circle. Oh, I agree. So I'm, I'm just like not really sure <laughs> what this is accomplishing other than encouraging unvaccinated people to not wear masks because who is going to ask and like who's going to carry their va- vaccination card around. Well, I agree. And it's the same people. If you were to draw a third Venn diagram circle mm-hmm. that would go around it, it would be people opposed to vaccine passports. Exactly. Am I right? Exactly. I mean, now, here's my take on all of this. I really don't give a fuck. And the reason why is I'm fully vaccinated. So True. at most, I'm going to get, at worst case scenario, I come down with a minor illness, probably flu-like, cold-like symptoms for, I'm assuming, six, seven days. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to be hospitalized because I have the vaccine. <clears throat> So if these people want to kill themselves, and, and let me be very clear, I'm not advocating for this, okay? Do not compare me to Chrissy Teigen. I'm not sliding <laughs> into anyone's DMs. But if you want to be so brazen as to not get vaccinated and not follow public health guidelines and flout those restrictions just because you want to do what you want to do, okay, fine. See what happens. Yeah. But there are natural consequences to actions. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I hope anyone dies. It doesn't mean that. But I don't really care because I can't control them. And it's not going to affect me. Yeah. So I don't really care. <laughs> but we still, and I'm sure Cook County is the same thing. We still have a local. Mm-hmm. Indiana doesn't have a mask mandate, but Marion County still does. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a <clears throat> fascinating post on the Times of Northwest Indiana Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> A conversation starter that they posted asking, will you still wear a mask in a grocery store? It is fascinating, people's responses. Um, yeah, I mean, on one hand, let the, like let them spread COVID amongst themselves, I guess. Which is right? what's going to happen. But, you know, the other thing that's important to consider is there are people that have gotten the vaccine that have a low immune system whether that's because of medication, illnesses, whatever. 
and the efficacy of the vaccine for them personally is lower than it is for a normal person. Mm. And so that's where it gets a little like, here's someone doing what they're supposed to be doing, getting right. the vaccine, right? They are at higher risk. It's not, it's not hugely significant, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, they're a little bit higher at risk, which sucks for them. But anyway. Yeah, but they're probably at high risk for all sorts of crap. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, I think you, I think you bring a valid point, but I, I think ultimately the CDC's like, like, look, this is what it is. And like, here's the thing. So many States already have repealed them, the mask right. mandates. So I think that, the, and I think that it is true. I think that, that by and large, I think the vaccines are effective. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I think at this point, whatever, if you're at this point, if you haven't gotten your first dose or at the very least, and I don't, I don't know how it is in Chicago where you are, but in Indiana, you could, they have walk-ins available now yeah. for vaccines, as I'm sure they do throughout most of the mm-hmm. U.S. So it's like if you're not getting a vaccine at this point, that's not fucking you. And that's that's your decision that you're consciously making a choice to not get the vaccine. And that's fine. But if you get COVID or if you pass it on yeah. to someone you love and they die, that's fucking your fault. That's not my, yeah. that's, that's nobody's fault but your own. I agree. What do you think about schools or universities requiring students to get vaccinated before the fall term? Sure. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If, if you have to get, you know, think about all the vaccines you have to get to go into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have your MMR, or you, <laughs> you have to be, <laughs> which I, which I have, I've gotten, I've gotten. Um, you know, there's so many vaccines you have to get, and this is such a contagious infectious disease why would you not require it? So I don't really care. I support vaccine passports though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess with schools, it's probably going to be a non-issue come fall because the, at least the Pfizer vaccine is not going to be like, it's going to be fully FDA approved mm-hmm. come the fall. Most likely it sounds like rather than just like the emergency use right. approval. So I feel like schools can require it in the same way they require all other vaccines. You yeah. know, I remember before I went to college, I had to like get booster shots. Meningitis. Or That's the big right. one for college, I know. Right. So I think it's reasonable, but I got into an argument with someone on the Times of Northwest Indiana <laughs> Facebook page. And I commented, I said, a lot of private schools are, are, are doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, no one's forcing you to. No one's forcing you to get a college education. Right. So go somewhere else or go to University of Phoenix and get an online <laughs> yeah, education. Go, go online or go to, um, you know, Shannon Doherty from 90210 and Charmed. <laughs> she is in some amazing commercials for some online programs. Oh, I don't Have think I've seen, seen those. I will, send, I will send you the YouTube link and I'll try to find the clip and post it to um, the Instagram page. But she's like... She's like, I'm on set today. And she's like, got a beret on. And she's like, I'm learning how to do this. I'm, it's, but there are programs you can do. And so if you want to show up in person and you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. But you have to get vaccinated. It's yeah. life is, to quote my parents, life is about choices. And you, it, it is. you have to make a decision, you know? It is. Yep. Um, the argument I got into on Facebook, the lady replied to me and she said, so you're telling me that if I want to get a, a better paying job, and I want to go to college, I'm going to have to risk my life and get this vaccine. And I thought, girl, <laughs> you're not going to get into a college with that kind of logical reasoning. Like that's no, no. First of all, please get down off the cross. Um, yeah. No one needs that. Second of all, has anyone died from the vaccine? No. Now there was that funny viral video of this lady having like a seizure after getting it that I don't, that was like debunked, but was funny. But she didn't die. 
she just was like, like spazzing out. <laughs> and it was debunked. I want to be very clear about that. Was she like a crisis actor? Is that what they call them? <laughs> well, if you're, if you're right wing, then yes, you would, you would classify her as a crisis actor <laughs> and you would find, um, in the classifieds ads, you know, for that day that that mm-hmm. video leaked any, anything that asked for, you know, paid non SAG actors doing extra work. And you'd be like, Oh, well this is proof that this is not real. Uh, oh my gosh. So moving on, I want to talk about some additional drama with two of our most talked about members of Congress. One of them uh, for great reasons, one of them for not so great reasons. Uh, the one for not so great reasons is notorious MTG, Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene. Um, she apparently has been verbally harassing AOC. Have you been following the story, Melissa? I have. <coughs> oh my God. And what what do you know about it? Because I know she like scr- was like screaming at her, I guess, on the Capitol steps or something. And then like vandalizing her guest book or something. Yes. <laughs> and my favorite part of the story is like, okay, this petty stuff that MTG is doing. But I just love that AOC was like, she's the kind of woman I had to throw out of the bar when I was a bartender. And I just love that response to like this petty BS. Well, and she's been like, she's been like, this is a woman who's deeply disturbed and needs help. Like she's taken this compassionate high road with her, which I think is absolutely great. Uh, I I love this drama. I do. And did you hear that? um, One of the Marjorie Taylor Greene staffers got into it with a congressman from California, Eric Swalwell. Did you hear about this? Mm -mm. So on the day that the CDC released the guidance on like, if you're vaccinated, because did you know this, that, um, I guess like almost all of the Senate Republicans and Senate Democrats have been vaccinated, Mm. but in the house, 100% of the house democratic caucus is vaccinated, but only 44% of the house Republican caucus is vaccinated, which doesn't surprise me. Does that surprise you? Uh, Sadly? No. Um, And, and so anyway, so the house is still requiring masks because they're like, we're going to require masks for everyone until we get vaccination up to a hundred percent for all staffers and and whatever people who are on the floor. Well, one of the Marjorie Taylor Greene staffers, I guess, ran up to Eric Swalwell, like right outside of the house chamber or on the Capitol steps or, or somewhere. And it was in this, all of this happened in front of the press and said, Congressman Swalwell, didn't you hear? We don't have to wear a mask anymore. You can take off your mask. And I guess he was like, he was like, you don't fucking tell me what to do. And just started like, like piling into the staffer. Um, and, out of control. First of all, like I never worked in DC, but but I I interned for a Democratic member of Congress back in the day in his congressional district, and I interned at a state legislature, and I worked for um, a leader of one of the caucuses. And you, as a staffer, do not speak to anyone of the mm. opposite. You do not speak to any member, senator, or House member. Doesn't matter whether Republican or Democrat. You don't. You do not. Like you don't do that. Like that's, that is so uncouth because again, they are elected. You are a staffer. Right. And it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter because there were so many like clowns in the Republican caucus and I worked at the state legislature, but I will tell you this, you don't, you don't, there's a certain level of decorum and you don't, they are elected by the people. Right. Their people may be crazy and you may not agree with them, but they have a mandate to be there. You don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be no different if the shoe were on the other, you know, on the other foot. 
I think that's the term. <laughs> I, I think so too. Yeah, I uh, this uh, this woman is crazy, and and apparently so is her staff. I am eager to see what happens with her like alleged tax fraud or like whatever that. Oh story yeah, yeah. Is. The, the mul- it was like basically like multiple homestead exemptions. Yes, on multiple yes. which you're not supposed to have. Yes, she'll get away with it. You know that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. If they can kick Liz Cheney out for telling the truth, <laughs> anything can happen. Who, you know, I did not have Liz Cheney being a hero on my bingo card for this year. Just throwing it out there. Did you? No one did. No <laughs> one did. <laughs> like, what world are we living in, Melissa? <laughs> I I loved uh, the uh, Kate McKinnon SNL impression of Liz Cheney from this weekend. Have you seen it? Not yet. But I need to because Liz Cheney, I'm just going to be honest, she's crazy, but she's a, a Shiro right now in my books, which is crazy because Liz Cheney is nuts. Yeah. Her last yeah. name is Cheney. <laughs> yeah, right? Her, yeah, her dad she, is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and she like voted against many, many gay rights, even oh. though her sister is gay. Oh, she's she is she's not a good elected official by any means. But I mean, she is standing up for the principle of, you know, representative democracy, which, which is sad that that's where the bar is. But again, you're not surprised, are you? Uh, it's also interesting to see the Republicans that are coming out to support Liz Cheney mm-hmm. as if they're going to start their own part of the Republican part. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So we're moving on to losers and legends this week. And I'm going to be honest. I have two legends this week. Oh, I don't have any okay. Because we've we've shamed Ellen. I mean, for me, I've shamed Ellen, Chrissy Teigen. I've you know, yeah, MTG. I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna give my first legend. Okay. And my first legend is Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. Okay. And the reason why is he is. I think a lot of people are like saying this is stupid and not a good idea, but I think this is really smart, and I'll explain why. He is trying to improve Ohio State's vaccination. Um, percentage. Mm -hmm. And so the way that he's doing that is introducing a, like, I think it's like a weekly $1 million lottery. Oh, because think about the people who play the lottery, right? There is a Venn diagram between people who regularly play the lottery and people who also smoke cigarettes and who also will not get the vaccine. There's, it's a pretty, I'm not saying it's, it's a total eclipse, but it's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's an 80, 90% eclipse. And I think a lot of these people are going to be motivated to play. And to get the vaccine, don't you think, for a million dollars? Absolutely. And if you, like, because now I think, is it is it the Moderna or Pfizer? Some of the vaccines now are, you can be like 12 and get it, right? Yeah, I think it's Pfizer. I think you're right. Um, and they, if you're like 12 to 18, or if you're under 18, you will get free ride to the public Ohio State School of your choice, <gasps> which I think oh, is a really good deal. My gosh. Yeah. Wait, is that part of lottery? Yeah, too. It's like okay. the, it's like yeah. I don't I don't know the specifics on it, so I don't uh-huh. I don't know. But I, I think it's like a weekly lottery for like. But think about it. Like think about how smart. I think that's so smart because think about again the kind of people who need to yes. be getting the vaccine, yes. but who are not getting the vaccine. It's probably low education, um, people who smoke cigarettes. <laughs> but anyways, I think it's I think it's a really smart move, and so he's I, my legend. I think that's really smart because. He's creating a reason for people to get the vaccine that's centered solely on themselves. Because when you, when you talk about a vaccine, there's certainly benefits to you, 
But there's a lot of benefits to other people and society overall, right? And like a lot of people do not care about that, right? <laughs> right. So when you when you make this lottery completely unrelated to like winning more vaccines for life or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's like you can get money. Who doesn't want that? It's solely about you, right? Here's a benefit to you. Since you cannot comprehend the benefit to you <laughs> that you will already get by getting the vaccine, here's some money. I think that's so smart. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So that's that he's my first legend of the week. Let's hope Florida adopts the strategy. There's no way. <laughs> well, you know, again, Venn diagram, right? <laughs> yeah, but their governor's nuts. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. We, we we haven't dragged him properly, have we? We haven't. Mm-mm. That's to be continued. So who is yeah. your who's your legend of the week? My legend of the week is a cop that was nearly killed by the mob during the Capitol, uh, the January 6th mm-hmm. uh, Capitol storming event. Um, I was reading an article uh, in which he he like testified uh, at some of those hearings, and I, I really liked this quote. I'm not interested into getting into political squabbles. I'm not a politician. I'm not an elected official. I don't expect anyone to give two shits about my opinions. But what I will say is this. These are lies. And peddling that bullshit is an assault to every officer that fought to defend the Capitol. It's disgraceful. In relation to the GOP trying to, like, pretend like this wasn't a violent event. And, like, it's NBD. And I really wish more cops from that day would come out and say stuff like this. And I also really wish that people would acknowledge that, like, yeah, you know, maybe this crowd doesn't really believe in Blue Lives Matters either. Well, they're just props. I mean, the fact that the idea that conservatives care about the police is is one of the biggest lies out there, in my opinion. And uh, there's just so much hypocrisy and BS. And I just love that this guy was like, it's like they're peddling bullshit. The GOP is peddling bullshit. When it comes to the Capitol riot. We so he's my legend. We need more. We need more officers like that. I would like to, I would like to serve and protect that. Yes, please. Um, we need more officers like this. And then we need more officers about that. Uh, like that guy who led the mob away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he had a glow up at the inauguration and he was like personally escorting vice president Harris. And he was like looking fine as hell in like a very nice jacket. Anyway, we're not going to go down that path. We're not going to go there. But anyway, what I'm saying is I agree with you. We need more cops like that. Perfect. So that's a good legend. So my second legend of the week, and this is by no means going to top yours. Not that I was trying, but I just want to lower everyone's expectations (laughs) um, is another daytime talk show host. And oh. it's not, and she still has a TV show. Normally, you know, it's Ricky Lake or Jenny yeah. Jones. <laughs> but this one, she's actually still on the air. And she has been problematic for a variety of reasons. But I'm giving her props this week. And that's Wendy Williams. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Now, did you hear about what she said in response to Ellen being canceled or, or whatever? No, no, I didn't. Okay. She ripped Ellen to shreds. Because you know how she'll, like, do her little, like, 20 minute banter where she'll talk Mm -hmm. shit about people, basically talking shit to like her producer and stuff on TV. This is what she said. Wendy goes, I'm not sure all the guests were happy. I was a guest. I was unhappy. Just saying. 
And people called me out about it before I was able to say anything about it. Like, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying. Listen, she, referring to Ellen DeGeneres, listen, she wants to do other projects, which is great. She's got more money than she knows what to do with, she and Portia. They don't have children and she never has to work a day again in her life. And then she goes on and on to explain that, like, this was a toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. She knew. Mm -hmm. Stop playing games. Everyone mm -hmm. knew. And the ratings on her show were down like 50% this past year. So like, yep. like, but basically she just, and she went on for like five minutes dragging Ellen, like slowly, like with her producers. And she goes, at one point she even said something to the effect of like, we all know people that have worked there. She goes, we all know people that have worked there. She goes, I've never treated anyone like that. She goes, <gasps> people come and talk to me to my face. They don't have to talk to producers. They can look me in the eye. I mean, she like drug Ellen and I was like, I was like, get her, Wendy, get her. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, and Ellen is now saying that like all of the, all this criticism is so misogynistic and homophobic and it's like, girl, no, no. Just do not pull the Kevin Spacey card. That has not turned out well for him. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> or the Colton Underwood card. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's still a loser, but I can't even go down that road today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't have two legends this week. I have mm -hmm. a legend and I have a loser. There's more people I'd like to drag on this episode. Um, my loser of the week is Katy Perry. <laughs> because Katy Perry has teamed up with Pokemon and has released a new song. How bad is that? It's not good. It's not awful. You know, someone on Twitter referred to it as a CVS classic, and that's the perfect <laughs> way. <laughs> that's so bad. To describe this song. Oh gosh. But like what 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 a career trajectory to go from like California girls with Snoop. And like yeah, like that fun era playing the Super Bowl, the Sharks, right, to being on American Idol and releasing a song of Pokemon. Right? She, right? I will say this, though. She is, is she married to Orlando Bloom or are they engaged? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the only good thing going for her right now. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because I've seen the naked paddleboarding photos. That's the only good thing going for her right now, okay? <laughs> That's the best decision she's made in a long time with respect to any aspect of her life. You know, for me, it raises a lot of questions about what kind of person Orlando Bloom is. Um, can I just say, I love, our listeners can't see this, but Clementine <laughs> is trolling behind Melissa and just like walking for the past five minutes has been walking back and forth and back and forth. And she's doing well, right? Not to get she's off topic, but she's good. She's doing great. Almost pretty much back to normal. For those that aren't following the saga, she had part of her jaw removed. Um, but she's doing great. She's she on doing a great. Soft food diet. Soft food diet, yes. Love it. Yes. We love to see yes. it. Um, but she looks amazing. Has she broken any vases lately? <laughs> you know, not since her last episode. Nope. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt. Going back to Katie Bray. I just she came into the picture. I had to acknowledge her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clementine's she appreciates the attention. But yeah, Katy Perry, ah, uh, <laughs> I just don't understand like where she thinks her career is headed. And like, is Orlando Bloom proud of that P Pokemon song? Or is he like, this is this, this ain't it, Katie. This ain't it. 
I agree. I'm going to put on my Miss Cleo hat here for a second Mm -hmm. and put on my Sylvia Brown rings. And I'm going to say this about her career. And I mean this with respect because I actually really like the artist that I'm going to compare her to, but I'm going to make a comparison here. I think that Katy Perry's career will end up very similar to Cyndi Lauper's. And I say this, and I say this with respect. I love Cyndi Lauper, okay? Mm -hmm. She has done so much work for the gay community. She um, had some great singles in the 80s. I think she had a lot of hits. She she did one of the big parts in We Are the World. I mean, she's had a career. She still performs. She still tours. She does a lot of, like, gay charity events and stuff. She's Mm -hmm. great. I've heard that I know someone who worked at a – a really high-end hotel, I think the Four Seasons in like LA or Beverly Hills, and said she was super easy to work for, super nice. I, I don't know anything about Katy Perry, but my point being is I have a feeling that when we look back at Katy Perry's career 10, 15, 20 years yeah. from now, I think she'll be in a similar place as Cindy Lauper. And we will mm-hmm. put her in that timeline from like the mid, yeah. like from like 06, 07 to like 2015, and she like fizzled out basically. Like she had like a 10-year run, right? And and that's not a bad thing. No, right? no, no. But she's not, I mean, she's not going to be a share. No. She's not going to be a decade. or Taylor Swift, dare I say it. <laughs> but she's, she, I don't think she's going to have stamina in the industry. Yeah. And that's okay. She just yeah. needs to know that. She doesn't, but. Well. <laughs> she's on American Idol. She, she has to know where that, her career is headed. <laughs> she's seated behind that um, overweight country singer and Lionel Richie, who I do like <laughs> Lionel Richie, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> So do I, honestly. <laughs> oh, anyway. gosh. Well, this was a great episode. It was so good to see you, Melissa. Likewise, likewise. Let's do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> m- maybe, maybe again <laughs> on a weekend in the near future. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.